When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 338, Why I Kinda Sorta Sometimes Hate Calling Myself a Minimalist, by Kate Flanders of kateflanders.com, and I'm Justin Mollick, your host and very own personal narrator for all things related to optimizing your life. I find amazing authors, usually bloggers, but sometimes authors of books too, like yesterday, and get permission to read them to you, covering personal development and sometimes minimalism, which I usually read to you on Minimalist Mondays, but... I wanted to read a post from Kate Flanders today because she's part of the year-long course on simplicity starting in January. She's going to be covering the topic of money for a month, and today's the last day to get early bird pricing. There's a bunch of other amazing bloggers who are part of that that I read right here on the show, like The Minimalists, Mark and Angel, Corny Carver of Be More With Less, Colin Wright of Exile Lifestyle, and more. Just come by oldpodcast.com slash learn today to get that early pricing, because today's the last day for that. And with that out of the way, let's hear the post as we optimize your life. Why I Kinda Sorta Sometimes Hate Calling Myself a Minimalist by Kate Flanders of kateflanders.com A few weeks ago, I shared a list of my initial thoughts from the road. Some were silly, like noticing all the different license plate designs in Montana. Some were fun, telling of the presidential yard signs in every state. And some were about money. Oh, how I am missing your cheap gas prices, America. But fairly early on into the trip, I also came face to face with a fact I couldn't ignore, that minimalism is a privilege. And while I wasn't ready to write about it then, I've since gathered my thoughts and had enough conversations with friends that I can finally share how I feel about it now. Let's start with the story. When I was packing for the trip, I took pride in the fact that my entire life could fit into three bags, one for the stuff I needed daily, one for the stuff I would need in cooler weather, and one for my laptop, wallet, books, etc. My goal was to fit everything into the trunk of my car, so anyone who walked past it would have no idea it was filled with all of my possessions. I was genuinely concerned that someone would break into my car and steal everything, so much so that I sometimes carried every one of those bags into a home or hotel where I was only staying for one night. As time went on, I started to care less and less about the bag of stuff I would need in cooler weather. It stayed hidden in the trunk for the remainder of the trip, and I can only remember opening it once to pull out a flannel shirt. At one point on the trip, I realized that while I was glad all my belongings fit into the trunk of my car, if everything was stolen, I would be fine. I wasn't attached to anything I owned. And while I wouldn't love handing over the money to replace whatever I needed, I could afford to do so. And therein lies my privilege in the ability to embrace the typical definition of minimalism. The many definitions of minimalism. Before I continue that thought, let's take a step back and talk about what minimalism is. Originally, the word minimalist was used to describe a style of art and design. More recently, it has morphed and is now used to describe a person who lives with a minimal amount of stuff. And in that, you might think a minimalist can only own 100 things, live in a tiny house, and not have a single ounce of clutter in that house. 
Some people also use the terms minimalism and simple living interchangeably, while others, myself included, think there is a difference between the two. There are pros and cons to the fact that a single word can have so many definitions. When it comes to the word minimalism, one con is that you could get confused about what it actually means. To go along with that, another con is that you could feel like none of the definitions you've read about align with what it means to you. And some definitions could even make it feel like minimalism is an impossible standard to live up to. Conversely, one pro of having the word mean so many different things is that it gives you the opportunity to define it for yourself. Define minimalism on your own terms. My definition of the word minimalism has changed over the years. At first, I subscribed to the minimalist definition, which is to rid yourself of life's excess. I thought of this when I was decluttering, and there's no doubt it helped me get rid of 75% of my belongings. But even though I kept track of my progress, I quickly learned that minimalism isn't a numbers game. You don't have to get rid of a huge percentage of your belongings, own 100 things, or even live in a tiny house to be a minimalist. If you wanna do any or all of those things, great, but you don't have to. Now, I believe it's all about being intentional. Personally, I define minimalism as the mindset that helps you recognize what adds value to your life so you can let go of what doesn't. And that doesn't just apply to physical items, but to all areas of your life, health, habits, beliefs, relationships, work, hobbies, etc. There are no rules for how much or how little you can have. It's not about more or less. And there's certainly no such thing as being minimalist enough. The more you can recognize what adds value to your life, the easier it is to appreciate what you have and decide what to let go of, and the happier you'll be overall. And that's what minimalism means to me. Side rant, I will also admit I have a serious aversion to minimalism being sold as a lifestyle where you need to own almost nothing and everything must be white. White walls, white tile, white furniture and decor. Again, if that's part of your definition of the word, great. But I don't like seeing the Instagram accounts or magazines or websites that curate and sell products or brands that are so-called minimalist. No matter how you define it, minimalism is a privilege. If you consider the newer definition where a minimalist is a person who intentionally chooses to live with a minimal amount of stuff, you can physically see the role privilege plays in that. Curating a life and a home filled with things you love is a privilege. Decluttering is a privilege. Heck, having clutter in general is a privilege. But being able to get rid of 75% of your belongings after realizing you never needed any of it, or not worrying about how you'd replace all of your possessions if your car was broken into? Hi, my name is Kate, and I am so incredibly privileged. Even my personal definition of what minimalism means to me is a privilege. Being able to decide what adds value to your life and letting go of what doesn't, how fortunate am I to be in the position to apply that to any area of my life? If my diet is making me feel bad, I can walk into a grocery store and buy better food. If the work I do is leaving me unfulfilled, I can find other work. If I need or want to learn a new skill, I can take a class. The list goes on and on. I had a lot of time to think about my privilege on the road, and I'll be honest and say it made me question everything I've been writing about for the past two years. I know people who only ever buy what they value because that's all they can afford. And I know people who can't even do that. When there are so many people who don't have enough to begin with, how can I wear the minimalist badge proudly? I can't. At least I can't if it means identifying as the typical definition of the word and writing posts about what items to declutter or what's included in my minimalist beauty routine. But here's what I can do. I can recognize both my current privilege and my experiences growing up in a middle-class household in Western society. I can practice being content and grateful for the life I lead today, knowing circumstances can change and this may not last forever. I can share the personal lessons I've learned since embracing this lifestyle, changing my mindset and figuring out what matters most to me. 
And I can accept that I'll never be the voice for everyone, but that I'm still a voice in this space and I take that seriously. Finally, the one thing I will always do is talk about this subject as it relates to our consumption tendencies and habits. The most important lesson I've learned in the past two years is that whenever I thought about consuming a lot of something, stuff, alcohol, food, etc., it's because another part of my life was lacking and it seemed easier to fill that void with something else rather than deal with whatever was really going on. Learning how to recognize and change those habits doesn't make me a minimalist. All I'm trying to do is be a little bit better than the person I was yesterday. And isn't that the only person you should try to be? You just listened to the post titled Why I Kinda Sorta Sometimes Hate Calling Myself a Minimalist by Kate Flanders of kateflanders.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And this will be the last time I mention this for a while because today is the last day to get the early bird pricing for the year-long course on simplicity happening in 2017. It's a great gift idea, actually, a minimalist gift idea, really, because they encourage intangible gifts, like experiences, and this will be an awesome experience. Every month, a different popular blogger on simplicity and minimalism will take on one topic. They'll have live webinars where you can interact with them, an optional group for more information and to meet others, optional homework, and more. To learn about it, visit oldpodcast.com learn. If you use that link and end up getting the program, they're gonna be contributing back to this show, so it's helping me too, which I greatly appreciate. Again, it's a great gift idea for anyone who might be interested in living simply or if they're interested in minimalism or the authors I read on the show like The Minimalists, Mark and Angel, Courtney Carver, and even Kate Flanders, who I read today. All of these will be part of this program. After today, the price will go up because the early bird pricing will be over. Again, just visit oldpodcast.com learn to learn more. And I'll stop it there. Tomorrow will likely be Minimalist Monday, even though I read you a post about minimalism today. We'll see, I haven't decided yet. But in either case, I will see you there where your optimal life awaits. Hey, this is Dan from the Optimal Finance Daily Podcast, which is a lot like this show, except more focused on personal finance. Justin handpicks the best posts he can find from blogs and authors like Ramit Sethi, Mr. Money Mustache, and more, and I read them to you five days a week. So if you enjoy this podcast, come on over and subscribe to Optimal Finance Daily too. And together will optimize your financial life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.